Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Trap Draw podcast. My name is Randy. Across the table from me, Tron Carter, Mr. TC. Good morning. How are you today? Hello, Randy. People have been blowing us up left and right. Where's Where's the San Diego Trap Draw? Where's are we going to get one? Is it coming? Listen, it's under control. It's coming. This is it. We had a little bit of a fluid situation earlier in the week. Uh, we'll get to that in, in due time, but we're, we're here. We're here and we're ready to roll. San Diego, potentially the, the greatest city in America. Wow. Many people are saying that. Wow. Uh, I can't wait to explore it. We have a really cool guest. Before we get there, TC, what, what ground do we have to cover? Do we have mea culpas? I think we had a few. Do we need to throw it to Mr. Jeezy first? Or did- oh, shoot. Yeah. Good call. Uh, Mr. Jeezy, why don't, you, why don't you play us in? All right, uh, Mr. Jeezy, my most deepest uh, apologies there. I almost forgot about you. Uh, TC, welcome again, folks. Welcome back. Uh, we were talking mea culpas. I, I believe our, our last guest from the Coachella Valley, Travis Hill, he addressed a couple pointed apologies on Twitter. Uh, but what do we have left over? I know a lot of people were, were very upset with him that we were talking about offensive um, high school mascots in the Coachella Valley. Coachella Valley High School, the Mighty Arabs. Sounds like <laughs> the little valley's got got some stuff going on. Yeah, they just can't Ooh. help themselves. Yeah, um, interesting, interesting. So, uh, people got all over me for conflating Rancho Santa Fe and San Bernardino. A common mistake, though. Yeah, you know, I said Rancho San Bernardino when we we're talking about Mickelson. We none of us could think of that golf club, the the high end one. The, yeah, the Madison Club, of, of course, course. Of course. You're, you're a big Discovery Land Co. guy, Randy. Of course. Randy. I, I, apologize. I apologize for not having that. A um, couple people said TKB Bakery is not to be missed. Okay. Um, That's good. And then, yeah, I had a lot of people actually backing Thrill Up and saying that, um, uh, what was the, the grocery store? Jensen's. Jensen's. They said Jensen's makes Whole Foods look like freaking Aldi. That's friend of the pod, Laz. He, he chimed in, said Jensen's is no joke. It's <laughs> as good as advertised, which I know it's almost worth a trip out there just to just to take in a Jensen's, for sure, I think. For sure. And then, you know, a couple people came in hot saying Joshua Tree sucked, and then they got <laughs> batted down very, very, very quickly by other people that said, no, Joshua Tree is like even better than advertised. And there was some concern, you know, Thrill floated that he was in a knife fight. A lot of people <laughs> took exception and said, you know, it wasn't really a, a fight. And if you call it a kitchen night, like, you know, uh, maybe, maybe some stolen valor of knife people adjacent. that have actually been in knife fights. Yeah. Uh, like my Uncle Juice. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, I feel good about our apologies, then. I, I feel like we've, you know, satisfied. Yeah. What you've, we you've, need been, to do. you've been busy this week. Um, 
battling the the big flask, little flask, all the all the diamond resorts. It was it backlash. Was, it was a fun couple of days. I think big flask, big flask is low key getting in my ass on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> you know, just subtweeting the shit out of me with his ratings. Um, I, I want to say, you know, obviously both men and women are going to be in Orlando this year. We'd love to have Flask on. Mike Flasky, if you're listening. Big Flask or Little Flask. Or Little Flask. We'd love to have you on the Trap Draw. Yeah. Um, I, I can't think of a better guest for the Orlando area. of the entire community and, and um, you know, just a, a ball of energy. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll continue to watch that situation. You also made an outlandish uh, <laughs> claim that Penn Station has the best Philly cheesesteaks. Including Philadelphia. That, that's not outlandish. People thought, you know, it's a bit. Well, you, you haven't really spent any time in Philadelphia. Well, that's true. And and I should have prefaced it. I've only eaten a Wawa cheesesteak somewhere on the outskirts of, like, greater Philadelphia. Um, have you had Penn Station? I have. It's good. Good, not great? I mean, I wouldn't like, like, I if you gave me a choice of going to Penn Station or, like, Jersey Mike's, if we're talking about, you know, kind of Philly, Northeastern-inspired I would go to Jersey Mike really? like 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Wow. For a cheesesteak or for like a cold sub? Both. Cold sub, I'm with you. Penn Station. Penn got, Station. It, they do have good Philly cheesesteaks. But like, I don't, I've, it's probably been 10 years since I've had one. Okay. It doesn't strike a chord with me this long after the fact, which tells me something. All right. Um, yeah, well, in that same vein, we had a little bit of a scare with our Cincinnati-based uh, potato chip companies. Yeah, your brother-in-law was uh, throwing out misinformation. H- Hussman's got taken over by a private equity. My Which brother-in-law they, yeah. incorrectly said that it was Mike Sells. And Mike Sells is out of Dayton. Mike Sells is my mom's favorite potato chips. And Mike Sells, you know, thank God their Twitter corrected that misinformation. Hussman's also makes Grippo's. Some of my favorite pretzels in the world. And a really good potato, a barbecue potato chip. So this is not good it's news. It's very concerning. Yeah. It's not good at all. Uh, speaking of private equity, I saw I saw that uh, private equity firms can now be part of the ownership groups for uh, NBA franchises. That's so I cool. I know you've got to be excited about that. Good for them. That's so cool. Um, I, I got to read up more about that. I, I don't, I mean, candidly, it's fun to just take shots at, private equity whenever possible but I, I i admittedly haven't like read about it so I, I need to see what's up with that uh speaking of are, are you did you buy more gamestop I this did, morning I did. <laughs> ethan gamestop amc you just you know just rocket emojis yeah no I, I see they've already like they're already taking action on on that but you know what a wild story if, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about i, I think it's pretty pervasive by this point but uh just Google uh, GameStop Wall Street. It's it's fascinating. There has to be a book that that comes yeah. out of this eventually. Um, uh, our guy Kurt Schilling didn't get in the hall. Demanding to be taken off the ballot <laughs> for next year. And so he's got one more year. And he was only like a few votes short, right? Yeah, he's he's on the cusp. I mean, being a general shithead is admittedly not helping his cause. On his merits, he's probably a Hall of Fame baseball player. Uh, I think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. I think those people, they should tell the whole story of them. I just have a, yeah, I have a problem with like some of these shitbag baseball writers being the moral arbiters of, of the game, you know, where like if somebody like, I think the steroid stuff is one thing with Bonds and, and 
you know, the, in Clemens and those guys, but like with the the yo, I don't like your political beliefs or you're being a general shithead. Like even you know, like even Pete Rose stuff. Like I I don't know. It just doesn't. Like, I didn't cheat on the playing field, right? It, it's yeah. It, it's just a sticky situation. I, that's where it's like. I think a Hall of Fame, right, should tell the history of, of the sport. And I think the steroid people should be in the Hall of Fame. Like I, Ty Cobb's in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. He was a bad, bad guy. Piece of shit, you know? <laughs> bad dude. Yeah, so that's an interesting one. Um, tough, tough, though, for, for Big Shill. I hate that. Yeah. We've been, you know, we've been we've been interacting with Shill for... For years. For, you know, almost a decade now on Twitter. Did he get kicked off Twitter or is he still is you know, he still, still on, he's his back head. on. He's okay. he's like the John Peterson of Twitter where he gets you know, he go he'll he'll like retire or you know, close his account for a while, come back on, unretire. So it used to be a good sport to try to to try to hook Big Shill on uh the I, I the retweeted paint a few of the good ones. He's like, Yeah, right after they take this one away from me, yeah. idiot. Uh, what else do we have? A um, lot going on in the grocery store world. Oh, my gosh. It was a busy week in the grocery store world. So, first of all, there was a uh, some teenager accused of stealing a, a million dollars. In Atlanta, right? Yeah. From North, a, North Atlanta, Atlanta Kroger. Up, up off Barrett Parkway. In like two weeks' time. Yeah. What, what a scheme. But all through like returns and exchanges, I think. Um, which is like almost just impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, p- possibly Kroger may need more checks and balances. I uh, guess the person who yeah, was inter- kind of the internal controls might be a bit soft. I guess. I guess the person that was in charge of that stuff at that store location was out with the vid. Oof. Um, and then uh, you know, in more Kroger news, um, Kroger was slinging off political donations to allegedly. Some you know militias and, and I don't think and, and I don't know if it's much of a defense, but I don't think they quite knew that that's where it was going. But tough, tough that that's where it ended up. Uh, yeah. On the flip side, I, Kro- I will Kro- say there was a bit of good news. Though. Kro- Kroger stocks like just oh. <laughs> bucking its head. I thought you meant they sold the uh, the like billion dollar Powerball winning ticket up in uh, Michigan. It came did. from a Kroger store. What part of Michigan? I think no Novi. Novi. Okay, so right outside. Yeah, Detroit. right outside Detroit. Huh. Uh, more to come How there. How about that? Yeah. So not all bad, but let's talk about, you know, Publix hasn't exactly skated this week. I, I see they're getting in bed with... Uh, oh, Publix is vaccinating the shit out of Governor, people down here. Governor Death Santis. <laughs> I, listen, I think they're. I think Publix is doing a great job with the vaccinations. I think the private sector is 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 crushing it. The, oh, God. It, it's a mess. Uh <laughs> If it's if they're only going to vaccinate people at Publix, you know, Publix is so bougie. You're not going to get you're not going to get the get people Win, in the door at Publix. Get Win Dixie and Dollar General involved too. Then they should, or or maybe the state could just function as like a a healthy institution and figure it out. I will say, <laughs> since moving to Florida, this is the best DMV I've ever been to in any state I've I've lived in. Ohio, the one up on Atlantic Massachusetts. Beach. No, the one in Pond- in St. John's County. Okay. Unbelievable! So I, efficient. I almost got in a fight at the one at Atlantic <laughs> Beach. The the lady behind the counter was not helpful. So rude. Really? Yeah. She. Uh, this was a few years ago. Um, you know, she she asked for whatever information you got to give them, and I was missing something. And a different lady had told me it's fine. They they can look it up. She was very peeved about that, and then uh, 
she asked me my name and you said and, Big Randy. <laughs> and I said my name and I started spelling my last name. You don't need to spell it for me. I got it. <laughs> I was like, whoa. She was just like so hostile with me. I it was You get into a fight with anybody is, is it, it takes a lot. Uh, yeah. So then I was kind of being snide to her a few times. It it just wasn't good. So um, anyway. Yeah. Did you end up getting your handling your business? Totally taken care of. Yeah. Speaking of handling your business, any updates? Are you bidding out your your future residency the uh the market hasn't been quite as hot as i would have hoped uh, i was hoping for some amazon level bidding on on my pro relocation yeah so we've stalled out a little bit i gotta stoke it I, I gotta i gotta fan the flames there a little bit over the coming weeks Do you have any any demands or any any like like a, you know I, th I think tax abatements uh is what i'm really looking for um does there need to be a grocery store in the like a certain grocery store in the area or you know any airport requirements um i gotta figure out my non non-negotiables i guess and, and that's on me I, I think airport's important we need a lot of delta routes preferably uh the grocery store scene has to be solid if i can get into a kroger market even better uh and then the coffee shop scene has to that's top of the list right? you know i gotta find a good coffee shop so a lot, lot of work to do on my end but again folks listening you'll be the first to know Anything else on the on the uh, you know the administrative side of the house? Um, I don't know if this is administrative, but we're kicking off a wine of the month with wine access. We are. We're good. we're gonna try to tie it a little bit to the golf schedule, where they're at, where they're going, uh, both European Tour, LPGA, and PGA Tour. Well, let's talk about we've we've made our first selection. So I guess before we get into that, uh, folks can go to wineaccess.com slash trap draw all one word wineaccess.com slash trap draw you can get 15 percent off your first three purchases when you go there tc first wine of the month is a 2018 radio silence cabernet sauvignon from the napa valley tell me about the napa valley I mean, in general, the Napa Valley? Oh, it's in California, right? We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying the, to get something close to the farmers being gonna, in San Diego. We're going to work our way up. Um, you know, I, first of all, I don't know where we're going next week with between Phoenix and Saudi Arabia. Well, well I think we're going to have a – it's month to month, so okay. we got a little time in February. I, I don't – those two locations aren't quite uh, ideal for picking out wine maybe. Uh, but, but, we you can know, maybe in, in a pebble and – Chateau Moussars. Uh, yeah, like exactly. We, we can get up to Monterey though um, later in February. Let me, let me read you the tagline though from Wine Access on the 2018 Radio Silence. It says, an Oakville coup from a cult vineyard. And let me a just coup? say, it's a coup. Wow. Yeah. I, I love these little taglines. It's uh, $45 per bottle. And uh, Wine Access is saying, we would shout the source winery's name from the mountaintops if it didn't mean breaching our NDA. So it sounds like some high quality grapes that they're high quality that they've sourced. Yeah. I think um had that and actually had a similar one from, I think, the same vineyard, just a different, different, uh, different winemaker. Um, but yeah, blackberry, cocoa, kind of that, just, just a, almost like a, uh, a savory pie, if you will. I, uh, I am, and I will. Some mountain fruit. Which, there. you know, is so, what I like. Yeah. I like the mountain fruit. Yeah. Although you're more on the strawberry kind of red, red fruit, not, not as much as the blue fruit, black fruit. True. Kind of thing. So, um, yeah. It pairs well with, uh, red meat and cheese, I believe. Just a, just a. Big bold Napa cab, man. It's, about, it's great this time of the year. Like perfect for you know 
February doldrums, kind of yeah. January, February winter doldrums, wherever you are. Um, I, I want to shout out a few other things. Uh, this the, I've greatly enjoyed diving into the staff over at Wine Access, and in particular, so Vanessa Conlin is their master of wine. She's the fifty second master of wine in the United States as of sometime in twenty twenty. I don't know if that's changed, perhaps. Uh, but the guy I really want to shout out is Sir Lucero, uh, Big Sir, as I call him. <laughs> He he! I didn't I didn't even know this was a thing. He won the fourteenth uh, Krug Cup. Do you know what the Krug Cup is? Uh, vaguely. Tell, it, tell he, me about he, it. He pa- I assume this is what it is. He passed all three sections of the Master Sommelier exam in, on his first attempt. No, I, I think my favorite thing on this site is is actually going to Vanessa and Sir. They're they're like you can shop by expert on there. Um, Eduardo Dingler. I also like her, his his. His selections of as well. Course, of you know what course. I need to get into on there? They have a bunch of sake. Really? Yeah, they have a ton of. They're importing like all this really cool sake, and I'm, I want to get deeper into that scene. I, I'm trying to learn a little bit about wine. Uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm prepared to get in the sake game. That's. <laughs> They've got some really good Chateauneuf de Pop stuff right now on there too. So, um, where do they go? Where do the folks go? They go to wineaccess.com slash trap draw. This is, like I said, uh, we'll, we'll tie it in every month. So this is the, f- the first selection, January, um, the, the 2018 Radio Silence Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa Valley. And th- the last thing I want to point out that I think is cool is I-, I really like the Wine Access. They have a section, if you like this wine, then you'll also like this, right? Kind of the classic recommendation. Being a novice myself, it- it's a great way to discover New wines, uh, new vintages, new labels, new varietals. Yeah. Vari- yeah, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to bone up on my vocabulary. Fifteen <laughs> percent off first three purchases if you if you go to that that link. I don't even think you need to put anything in at uh, at checkout. No, no, it's just wineaccess.com/trapdraw. Um, obviously, thank them for supporting the trap draw. They wonderful partners. Uh, should we get into our guests? We should. Let's give them a call. Well, who'd we have for first? Oh my gosh. There's so many. It's crazy how many people. We were busy all week right, trying to from, track down somebody to talk from to. Cal- from San Diego. Spent time in San Carlsbad, Diego. Carlsbad, La Jolla, Chula Vista, you know, all that, that, that entire thing. So Annette Benning. Of course. Um, Bob Burnquist. Oh, yeah. Um, he, didn't call, he didn't get back to us? No, no. Cameron Crowe, the filmmaker. Yeah. Um, Billy Bean, the Oakland GM. I would have loved to talk to him. Um, there's so many, so many running backs. It's unbelievable. Uh, Marcus Allen, Terrell Davis, Marshall Falk, Arian Foster, uh, Rashawn Salam, RIP, um, Ricky Williams. Um, and then, you know, and then we're getting into Kevin, don't call me Keith Mitchell. He's from San Diego. Um, the Giles brothers, Brian and Marcus. Neil's a massive, massive Marcus Giles. Fan. Big forearms. Um, RuPaul from really? San Diego. Yeah. Cameron Diaz. Tony Romo, born in San Diego. Ju- you know Julie Foudy? The soccer player? Of course. And Alex Morgan, both from San Diego. <laughs> they didn't call us back. Come on. Major Garrett, the White House correspondent. Such a good name. Yeah. He, 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 he and uh, Jack Aroot. Are like the two people whose names they they just seem like I always thought they were just nicknames, <laughs> and then you realize that's their real name. It's like your boy Wolf Blitzer, I, although I don't think that's his real name. Um, Eric von Detten, 
Who's that? He's a Disney actor. Uh, uh, he he was the eponymous star of the uh, seminal movie Brink. I don't know that one. The soul skater, like the Team X Blades versus Team Pup and Suds. Uh, it's like one of the. It's like the best. Are you deep in the Disney time. scene with, with Freddy and Johnny Tsunami? No, this is just from me growing up. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. Um. Gosh, who else we got? We got Tate Martell. The the um. He's looking for a new free agent. He's looking for a new school. Just, yeah. He's too busy transferring right now. Couldn't get back to us. Regis Philbin. Obviously, couldn't get back to us. He's from San Diego. I don't think he's from San Diego. I think he just lived there later in life. Oh. Well, um, either way, he couldn't get back to it. Whoopi us. Goldberg, huh. uh, Tony Hawk, Gene Littler, couldn't, of course, Billy, Billy Casper, didn't get back to us. Uh, the Flying Tomato, Sean White. Always love the, who, the, God, it was probably 10 years ago now. I always remember in X Games when somebody threw down a tomato killer run and uh, the announcers were just going crazy. Uh, and then, you know, I think Dan, Dan Fouts. Too. Of course. I know you're a big Dan Fouts guy. Well, I had, speaking of the, the old San Diego Chargers, I, Kellen Winslow 1.0 and 2.0. I think Is 2.0 in jail? Hopefully. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. Like, hopefully. <laughs> I think he's a really bad dude, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some issues there. I have Eddie Vedder being from San Diego. Wow. That would have been interesting. Uh, uh, so who did we get? Well, I got one more that that okay. didn't get back to us. Or the Jabberwockies, the dance crew. The Jabberwockies. I'm not familiar with with their work. Oh, they're like a dance ensemble. Huh. I don't know. They're on all those like America's Got Talent shows. Anyway, they didn't get back to us. Uh, um, Nick Cannon. Really? Yeah. Huh. He would have been interesting to talk to. Uh, Andrew Cunanan, the the serial killer. Of course. Uh, the guy that I think he murdered Versace. California's got some. It's so a good history of serial killers. Oh yeah, I watched the like, no I watched joke. the Night Stalker thing on Netflix. Yeah, the other night you watched that yet? No. It's yeah. And then we've got some homework to do for next week. Yeah, too. next week's a big week, but I, yeah. I don't want to overlook yeah. this week. Okay. We have a great guest. Uh, admittedly, somebody I've never met in person. Have you met him in person? I've not. He reached out Just via friend of the pod via email. Yeah, he's a. Uh, well, I'll let him introduce it. Let's let's get him on the horn. Real quick, before we get to our guest, I want to thank our other sponsor for today's Trap Draw podcast, and that is our friends over at DraftKings, TC, Chiefs, Tampa Bay, Super Bowl. Who you got? Chiefs minus three is the current line. Chiefs. Pigskin fans, the moment you have been waiting for all season is right around the corner, and DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win up to $1 million. Download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who will score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. Uh, DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012. That sounds like a lot of money, TC. So they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download the DraftKings app now. Use promo code NLU to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code NLU now and enter the $55 million Super Bowl challenge only at DraftKings. 
the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Again, we thank them for sponsoring the Trap Draw. And now on to our conversation with our very special guest. Now on the line, our special guest straight from San Diego, Mr. Brad. Is it Brad or Bradley? Let's see it, Brad. Brad's good. Brad Milburn, a friend of the pod. TC and I have actually, this is the first time we see you. We're, we're over a Zoom call right now. Um, it, it's great to, you know, meet you. Let's go through your San Diego, your, your, your bona fides. To be clear, too, this is not the Brad from real world San Diego. Oh, my gosh. What a, what a coup that would have been for us. Because that's why Randy's named Big Randy. <laughs> yeah, after, Brad and Big Randy. After Randy from, yeah. So uh, Jack Huiz yeah, was I hope you guys tried too. to get him on before me. He, you know what? We, 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 we need to make a culpa not, you know, we didn't effort him. Uh, I also forgot this. I, I didn't realize that Dr. Seuss lived oh, in San Diego for a long time. Those are two that I will apologize for those tried next to, week. Tried to effort him. Uh, Dan Bilzerian lives up in La Jolla. Bunky Perkins guy. Uh, Tucker Carlson was raised in La Jolla. Oh I, know Rand, I know Randy's a big fan of his. Um, Sally Ride lived in, in the La Jolla area for a long time. And uh, Ray Mysterio, the uh, professional wrestler. The wrestler. Yeah. Huh. So, Brad, where, are you, where do you live? So I live down in Coronado, you know, island. They say island. It's technically a peninsula. Um, you know, right, uh, the Coronado Bay Bridge coming over the city from San Diego. I'm sure if you guys have ever flown in, you've seen the big bridge. Yeah. Um, you can't miss it. So, that, so that's where I'm at. And did you, do, uh, were you born in San Diego? No, I'm actually from Michigan. Um, moved here in 2012 uh, with the Navy and then actually moved away. Virginia Beach for a few years, then back to Reno. My wife's from Reno. Um, I met my wife here, so then we... Uh, Made our way back down here just this past summer, so back here full time. Love it. What part of Michigan are you from? A uh, city called Holland. Yeah, oh, sure. Once it was the, uh, they said it was the happiest um, city in in the U.S., which was like laughable. <laughs> Do, right in line Holland whitewashing. Is that where Bell's is? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Isn't that the Holland Holland Brewing? Don't they have a a big operation? Yeah, there's New Holland Brewing, and then Bell's is actually down in Kalamazoo, okay. kind of where Western Michigan is. It's like an hour and a half south. And then if you go northeast, Grand Rapids, that's kind of where, um, what's the big brewing company? They went international. They're out in Spain now. Um, Founders. Okay. Founders. Oh, one. sure. Gotcha. When Neil and I went to Reno for our strap trip, they said uh, the, the best description of Reno was a little bit of grime and a little bit of crime. Uh, would your <laughs> wife agree with that? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Uh well it's good to have you on the trap draw. Um T C where where should we start? Should we I should we listen I want set the geography? Uh, what where, where yeah. do we I mean what was your first like is San Diego as nice as people make it out to be? Obviously you just moved back there, so you probably think think yes. But what uh you know, does it does it live up to the hype, I would say? Yeah, I would say so. Um the nice thing about San Diego, you know, first and foremost is the weather, right? Weather and the beach. I mean, it's incredible. Obviously, cost of living is, is north than uh, most cities. Um, but the thing about San Diego is you can go east, you can get in the countryside, you can do a little farm life, or you can, you know, live that uh, young single metro area. 
or um, just find some nice little bungalows, go a little bit further north off the beaten path, and, and, and you know, pretty much anywhere you're at, you're 15, 20 minutes from the water. So it, it's definitely, um, there's a little bit for everybody. Does the weather ever get old? Like, is it ever, like, you know, I've talked to some friends that work for Callaway out there, and they're like, yeah, man, like, like sometimes you just, like, you just want a shitty day to, like, kind of jolt yourself back into like, Hey, this is not normal. Or, or like, I, I just want to sit on the couch and watch TV, but it's, it's always so nice out that, that it makes me feel guilty being inside. Right. The, I guess the only reprieve one answer question. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, you need a little, uh, little change up, but they do have a big Marine layer. So, or like June gloom. So like every June, it's just like gloomy for like the entire month and people get all depressed and upset which being from Michigan, it's like, dude, this is nice, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not getting crushed by you guys uh, are, snow rain. You guys now. are about to get crushed by rain the next few days, right? Yeah, it was actually a pretty good storm here the other day. Whipping winds, big thunderstorms, which is a nice change as well. Um, but yeah, it's like, is it going to be 70? Is it going to be 77? That's like a big question. <laughs> is that Coronado Bridge? That's that's like the only route really by car from from where you are in the peninsula to downtown i mean i guess you could drive all the way around but like what happens if yeah, there's an go, accident on the south. bridge <laughs> dude it's ugh, not good so first of all you got the military base down in coronado right so there's like three aircraft carriers stationed there so whenever they're all in town it's like um 5, people live on an aircraft carrier so it's like an extra fifteen thousand people essentially commuting so it just gets like bogged down but yeah if there's a bridge if there's an accident or um the bridge has become like an under-the-radar hotspot for people to jump off and uh, commit suicide. Not good. So they, uh, <laughs> not, anytime not there's good. like someone tries to cross the bridge with a bike or just is like just wants to go on the bridge, it's like all stop. All, oh. all traffic is like stop. They like nip that in the bud really quick. So you can go south down the Strand, which is an incredible drive um, to Imperial Beach and go the long way, but it's a nightmare. <laughs> so yeah if there's like a car accident or something like you just added an extra hour and a half to your day is the little town of coronado is that mostly military ex-military or what what's the um what's the character there at, at coronado yeah it's it's like a pseudo retirement but there's a lot of young couples here mostly um a lot of military uh vibes obviously you've got uh so the birthplace of naval aviation is down there at North Island. That's like the big base on Coronado. Um, when you look at the map, it's like half of the island or peninsula, if you will, is is literally the base. So that's where like the helicopter squadrons are at. A lot of the, the fighter jets are not stationed there, but they fly in and out. That's where the aircraft carriers are. So a lot of military influence, which is cool. Um, and then you go further south um, down the strand and you've got uh, you know where Buds is, the amphibious base, stuff like that. So there's a lot of like younger influence, like relaxed as well as like old retired, um, former athletes. Like there's, there's a really cool mix here in Coronado. How's the Coronado municipal course? Dude, it's probably, um, one of your best bangs for your buck on like water. It's not on the ocean. It's on the bay. The problem with it is they just jam the tea times. It's like six minute tea time. So the pace of play is abysmal, <laughs> but for the location and the land that they have, like you can't beat it for price. I mean, it's awesome. You could walk it. It's super relaxing. Um, it just expect to play at least five hours, if not more. And then going back to the, so like just looking at the map, cause there's Naval base San Diego, which is kind of on the 
mainland side, right? On the other side of the right. bay. And that's all and like what's all that there versus, you know, all the stuff out on the island? Like is it all the helicopter and the air stuff yeah. on, on on Coronado Peninsula and then towards downtown is is all the more like what you would think of naval ships and all that stuff? Yeah, so the the downtown one they call it thirty second street base. That one's a nightmare too. If you work or, get, or drive around there during like prime time, oh, there's like three intersections. They all coincide. It's a it's a mess. But that's primarily like the shipyard. So they do a lot of like the maintenance. So they actually, if you, I don't know if you guys saw a couple months ago, they had that amphibious ship that caught on fire. That was at the 32nd Street base. Okay. Um, it was docked there and it caught on fire like internally. So they're actually going to have to scrap it. First, uh, first ship loss since I think the Battle of Midway, like World War II for the U.S., and it happened because of a fire. They, they haven't released a lot of the details, um, huh. so I don't know about that one. But, yeah, 32nd Street, they'll have the dry dock, so you can see the boats that will come in. They get all serviced in there. Um, I really haven't spent much time there, um, but that's more of, like, what you would think of, like, standard Navy. And then down in Coronado, that's, like, aviation and the aircraft carriers are there. I think because, um, so the bridge, when you look at the bridge, the reason it's so high is because they have to be able to get the ships through there with the tall mast. Mm -hmm. um, but usually the carriers don't go under the bridge. They, they kind of stick closer to the um, the entrance of the bay. What did you do in the Navy? What was your, uh, your role? So uh, act, I, was, uh, I just got out this past July, former uh, Navy SEAL. Hell yeah. So, oh, um, nice. <laughs> Uh, I love the uh, the Kill House moniker that you guys have. And like the start, it's just it's it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, our, our buddy our buddy Cody, who's a he just retired from Delta Force uh, on the Army side. Oh, nice. And he's in, yeah, he's he's told us some funny stories about Tiger coming to their Kill House and training with them and stuff. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, like half these dudes didn't even know who he was, man. <laughs> like, dude, the thing about like if you look at like the whole tiger thing. So that was like before my time, right? I joined in 2012. So when we go, it's funny because when we went through our jump school, um, there's like the military. So if you ever go to San Diego, skydive San Diego, really cool, awesome drop zone. You can see everything from the views. And it's um, a lot of times for skydive community, it's like, hey, what's the weather going to be? Well, it's mm -hmm. literally always the same weather here in San Diego. So if you're like, dude, I want to do a tandem jump, drive out to Otai. It's like Eastern San Diego. Awesome. Highly recommend it. Well, that's also where like we, we go through our jump school. Um, and it's funny cause they have like the class photos and there's a photo of tiger when he went through with one of the classes. <laughs> so it's just like weird. It's like all these guys and then you just got tiger. He's yeah. like, like what the fuck? It's, well, then the next like class double take, they took their yeah. photo and they all, they all photoshopped Tiger's face on their face. The entire <laughs> class photo is just Tiger's <laughs> Tiger's face on everybody. Oh my gosh! So, uh, so you spent a lot of time on aircraft carriers then? No, no, <laughs> not literally never. Literally yeah. never been on one. I've spent one day on a ship in my life. Don't you? So 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 you would not. So you're not like flying onto an aircraft carrier, coming off on a helicopter, and and you know dropping in somewhere. It's basically just coming straight from straight from land to wherever your, your mission is. So it's like every, um, everywhere is different. Every, everyone kind of like where you deploy or like what you do, it's just kind of like luck of the draw, mm -hmm. obviously with the last wars that the U S was involved in very land heavy. Um, but you know, guys could be stationed on carriers. 
a lot of the assault forces that are stationed on boats are Marines. Okay. You know, they're, they're like the amphibious assault force. Sometimes some team guys will be on there as like liaisons or for certain missions, they'll like fly out. But, um, statistically and like historically, no, like we're not really stationed on ships. Old, old school, like eighties guys, nineties guys, like they spent a lot more time. They did a lot more like water stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so for us, like I've never been on an aircraft carrier, which is a delight because everything I've heard, it is just pure misery. (laughs) (laughs) What, uh, gosh, I got so many questions. When you were talking about Coronado though, sorry to backtrack a little bit. Is is that where uh, is that all the Top Gun stuff? Like, is that the movie uh, with with those guys? Is, no, is that out of Coronado? Uh, Miramar, right? Oh, so it used to be. So Top Gun used to be up in Miramar, from what I understand. Um, so the Marine Aviation F eighteen guys are still in Miramar, and the um, the F the Navy guys are in Lemoore, which is like a uh, I can't remember where it is on the map. It's outside of L A, and everyone says it's just terrible. Like the air quality, it's all the air pollution in LA just comes down and sits in Lemoore and they're just miserable. Um, whereas the Marine guys, they love it in Miramar, you know, just north, um, south of Camp Pendleton, northern San Diego, very cool. Uh, the Top Gun guys are actually outside of Reno. They're out in um, a city called Fallon. Huh. Okay. Um, so it's literally like, for them, it's great. Middle of nowhere in Nevada, fly around, do whatever you want, unrestricted airspace. Um, so they used to be out here, but uh, not anymore. How, how long did you want to be a Navy SEAL? Like when 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 did that take hold, and and what was that process like for you? It, was, it, it wasn't like uh, you know some guys would say like oh, I wanted to do it forever. That wasn't the case. So my dad was in the Navy in the eighties, so I always had like the military as background. Um, I graduated uh, college in two thousand ten. You know, <laughs> right during the recession, was a criminal justice major. Was like oh you know I'd love to go work federal law enforcement, do something. I wanted to get out of Michigan. So I was like, man, if I don't get out, I'm going to be stuck here. Uh, did you go to school? Sorry. Did you go to school in Michigan? I did. Grand Valley, uh, Grand Valley state university. Oh, of course. The, uh, <laughs> you were probably there when Chuck, yeah. With Chuck Martin, <laughs> right? Your, your boy. Yeah. Chuck Martin was, he was the coach when I was there. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, thankfully he's kind of turned the, turned the corner at Miami. It's the pipeline from Grand Valley <laughs> down to, you know, Cincinnati and, and, you know, that, that was where Brian Kelly was too, right? And 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 Butch, yeah, was Butch there too? Yeah, or? yeah. So yeah it was like the whole started it. Yeah, uh, he got. I think he got like three national titles in five years, and he pretty much put Grand Valley on the map. So, yeah, um, when I went there, they were like, you know, full on powerhouse. Like we're either number one or number two every year for like I don't know, almost a decade. I think they they lost maybe two football games my four years there. It was literally like Friday night, go to a game. It's a <laughs> blowout by halftime. Cool. Everyone leaves and you just go party. Um, but yeah, Chuck Martin was there. I don't think he got a title when I was there. Um, but I mean, it was like every year they would put like three or four guys in the draft. So they had like a lot of respectable players. Like they had some talent for sure. Uh, sorry, I, I, I interrupted your story of how you got to be a Navy SEAL with with uh, less important Chuck <laughs> Martin football talk. Yeah, <laughs> apologies there. No, so uh, pretty much um, I ran across a buddy of mine who ended up going through Buds, and um, I just, like, met up with him. We just, like, met at the gym one time. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I made it through Buds. And I was like, oh, no shit. And uh, I just started looking in there. I was like, you know what, this would be kind of cool. And so I just kind of made the leap, just decided, like, dude, I'm going for it. Um, yeah, and the rest is history. Uh, 
So you go through much just went for it. So you go through Buds in San Diego, and then you go to Virginia Beach from there. So you can you can be uh, the West Coast guys are still here. Okay. Um, for me, so when like you're here in San Diego, you're going through Buds. It's like you're in an alternate reality, right? It's just you're you're in the you're in the suck for like a year and a half minimum. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, walk us me, through was, that, like a, yeah. just a just a high level <laughs> do, of that. Do, do you mind telling us about the suck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you can watch some documentaries, read some books. They're they're pretty accurate. It's just like for essentially two years, you are you are nobody. Like you are nothing. <laughs> and then when you get to a team, you're still nothing because everyone who has been there has done what you've done and then some. I'm assuming it'd be like very similar to like cool. I got drafted in the NFL. And like everyone else is in the NFL is like, okay, cool. We don't care. We all got drafted too. You know, it's just like very similar. So like you go, you know, you have boot camp. you go to uh, a preparatory school. Basically you work out for like three months to kind of like make your way to uh, buds. They have like every step of the way, there's like a different physical screening. And if you fail, you're out. So you get to buds, you're essentially seven months of just grind every day, grind, grind. Um, you graduate buds, then you start your advanced training. Once you do that, that's like another eight to nine months, depending on your timeline of your class, how it lines up. If you make it through, you know, some guys, a lot of guys get injured. Um, you'll fail a couple of tests and get rolled back a class or two. Uh, and then basically you're looking at like a year and a half to two years minimum before you actually go to a team. And then you start training with your team to deploy. So you're looking at like usually two minimum years of just like training just to become a team guy. And then after that, before you actually, you know, get to start working as a team guy, if that makes any sense. Like the stuff that you watch, like, I mean, can you tread water for like a week? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like what's the craziest skill that you have now that's been developed from that? Uh, so for me, the water stuff was a little different. So I was a competitive swimmer and I played water polo. Okay. So the water stuff, you know, was still hard. They make it, they always make it hard. But for me, um, I was a lot more comfortable. Now you get guys who, um, like have never had like competitive water sports or like essentially, you know, they know how to swim, but they're not like fast having to teach themselves. Like they definitely struggle. Um, and it's like, it's a literal like mental fatigue, just like doing that stuff. So some of the stuff that I found a little bit easier or like, Oh, I know this, I know I'm going to pass this. Like mm -hmm. some guys are like sweating bullets. Whereas for me, it's like, dude, the running or maybe some of the other physical evolutions, like you're sweating bullets, just some guys that's like easy. So everyone has like their different flavor, their backgrounds of like their sports and like what their strengths and weaknesses are. So you, so you got to screw. I always thought, you know, swimmers are, are, just build a little bit differently, in my opinion. It was always like swimmers and wrestlers were the people like, man, they're just a little bit different because those those day to day practice road uh, cyclists too. Yeah, yeah, like like just the continual punishment that you put yourself through yeah. is is something else. Just like a, it's like a, it's a love of suffering. <laughs> yeah, dude, swimmers are fucking weirdos. Man. <laughs> I mean, across the board, like that's kind of what I was like, trying to say. I'm, I'm so, glad you put it more so blunt. Solitary too, right? Like yeah, when you're like, when you're underwater, you're you're in your own world. Right, right. But then you know, just as, that aside, like most swimmers, their personalities, like I don't, I don't usually don't mesh with a lot of them because they're just like they only want to hang out with each other and they only want to talk about swimming. <laughs> For me and like most of the guys that I swim with, we were a little bit different. It's like, hey man, we don't want to be talking about swimming when we're not in practice. Like we want to go to, you know, other sports and like watch other stuff. So 
But yeah, most swimmers, they're fucking weirdos and they're not, um, they're like not coordinated. They're usually not good at anything else. <laughs> what was your stroke? I was a breaststroker and an IMer. So okay. like, you know, all the strokes in one. Um, but I, I would say I was more of a water polo player than a swimmer. I really enjoyed the competitive aspect in the game of water polo. How'd you get into water polo in Michigan? Like, I feel like it's big out in California. Like, water polo and volleyball yeah. seem like they're big out in California, yeah. but not that many other places in the States. It's kind of sneaky in the Midwest. Ohio, Indiana, Michigan. Um, so for us at my school, it wasn't even club. It was a full-on school sport, huh. which was cool. Now, at the collegiate level, it's uh, it's not as big, I don't think, in the Midwest as is like Cali. Like, out here, water polo, I mean, they're like literally another level. They're literally, I mean, the guys that are playing, um, you know, Stanford, Pepperdine, UCLA, these big schools, they're literally like free safeties in the water. Like they're built like <laughs> linebackers. These guys are monsters. Um, so they're on another level, but yeah, the, the game of water polo is super awesome. Um, really enjoy playing it. Would, is it like uh like hand to hand combat beneath the water? I, I, I have no appreciation for, for water, water oh, polo, yeah. like the it's, strategy it's or skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's a free for all. It's awesome. Huh. I, I was going to ask you about the the Navy SEAL stuff. Did you find it more? Is the challenge more physical or mental? Do you think in the end? Hundred percent mental. I, I would say the uh, the biggest the biggest challenge is just the day to day grind. Obviously, a lot of the stuff is very intense, very physically hard. But it's like cool, this day's over. Now I'm going to wake up and do it again. And then I'm going to do it again. And then I'm going to do it again. And then the whole time you're like treated like dog shit. And uh, there's all these like menial tasks that they make you do at the end of the day, like cleaning and this, it's just like making your life miserable for like a year and a half and just weeding out people that don't want to be there essentially. That's the the biggest thing. Did you like play games with yourself? How, How do you, how do you like trick yourself into you know, staying engaged and, and not letting, like not letting yourself get to a, a, a bad place mentally where you, where you kind of peter out. You just, you, uh, you just like one, one evolution at a time. Hey, make it to the next meal and just like laugh. You have to laugh. Like the guys that take it too seriously or think they can win, they usually don't make, they don't make it. They don't do well. You just accept like you can't win <laughs> no matter what, like you're going to lose. Um, and you just take it in stride and just laugh about everything. And like some of the funniest stories, I mean, cause like the, the instructor staff, like they're professionals at like getting in your head. It's just humor. Like if you were just watching it from third party, it's just pure humor. <laughs> oh man. What? Uh, so, in, all right. So going back, we were, we were telling people we were like, yeah, you know, everybody was like, where's the San Diego trap draw? Where's the San Diego trap draw? So you just had your, your third daughter this week. That was third- we were supposed to. That, that was our fluid situation yeah. that we mentioned yeah. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, r- a rolling scenario. Yeah. I had uh, <laughs> my daughter, she was due February 5th. So she decided to come a little early. Um, so, yeah. Congratulations, by the way. Uh, public congratulations. That's funny because it's, so it's my, it's my four year old son's, it's his fourth birthday today. And he was supposed to come, I think, February 5th or fe- February 6th. And he came January 28th. So, nice. um, yeah. Nice. Similar, similar. Happy birthday to there. Him. Thank you. Yeah, he's uh, went out to breakfast this morning and you know just sugared him up for the day. So, um, Absolutely. So I mean, as far as your SEALs career, was it just like did you just feel like all right, I'm ready for something new, or was the challenge of having you know having a family was that just really really tough to balance, or was it just had to just kind of run its course? 
Yeah, it's it, you know everyone's different. It's definitely a single man's game. That it, I mean, not to say guys that are married with kids don't uh, succeed and do well, stay long term. For me, a lot of it was family. Um, you know, just not a lot going on uh, as far as like work wise. Just getting hard, um, as well as, as you know, military is getting very political. Mostly family, um, and for me, it was like you know I've, I'm ready to move on, ready to start doing other things. Um, and, and spend more time at home, but, uh, don't, don't, uh, regret a second of it. It was awesome. Um, highly recommend it for everyone who wants to, uh, kind of try and go that route. If you really want to do something crazy, but it's definitely not for anyone or, or for everyone. I feel like San Diego, I mean, there's gotta be like, is it a lot of people move, move back to where they're from after their military career? Or do you find that a bunch of people end up staying and working in yeah, I mean, it seems like the, the between General Atomics and Viasat and, and all the biotech mm-hmm. stuff, it seems like it's kind yeah. of a massive hotbed for, you know, people that came there for the military and then ended up staying because it's a great place to live. Yeah, I would say it's a good mix. A lot of guys, they want to go back to where they're from or they want to go, you know, they just get a good job opportunity somewhere else. Um, but there is definitely a lot of guys that stay, you know, like you said, spec or spay war, Viasat, all these contracting companies, uh, a lot of big finance, a lot of other opportunities down here in Southern California. So a lot of guys do stay. I mean, they get addicted to the the, the surfing, the weather, the lifestyle. Uh, whereas you know, guys are from the Midwest, like myself. Like, yeah, I'm good. Not going back. <laughs> I was there for long <laughs> enough. <laughs> How's the golf scene? Golf scene's good. Um, I haven't hit a lot of as many of the courses as I'd like to. They're a little bit more spread out. The The public courses, obviously, you know, this week you've got the farmers. Torrey Pines is like number one. Torrey Pines is great for if you're a resident, if you have mm-hmm. a resident card, or if you're military, you can get a resident card here. So you can basically like day of walk on like, hey, 45 bucks, like let's walk on to the south course. They recently redid the north course, I think like two years ago. I haven't played it since they've redone it. I've heard nothing but good things. And a lot of the locals, they prefer the north course because a lot of people that fly in, like they want to play the south course because of, you know, Torrey Pines, the tournament and everything. So they're like, hey, the north course is usually less busy. Um, it's a little bit easier. It's just like flows a little better. Yeah. Um, some of the other courses, uh, my father-in-law is a member down at San Diego Country Club down in Chula Vista. That, that place is great, super fun course. You can spray it. Greens are incredible. Um, some of the munis in town here, Balboa is, is pretty good. It's, it's very close to the airport, that like Balboa Park area, very cool, trendy. Um, some of the other spots like up in Carlsbad, I haven't gotten up there, but it's like northern San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have some good, some good courses in like northeast and Poway Lakeside. A little bit more of a drive, but for some of the public courses. And then they've got some great private clubs up in Del Mar, La Jolla area. Gotcha. Do you ever get up to the uh, the racetrack at, in Del Mar, the, the really nice uh, horse racing track? Yeah, I have. Actually, my wife and I, when we were dating, we went up there. It's all closed right now with everything going on, but it's awesome. You can take a you can take the train from the city or bus and like go to, right to the racetrack and then just like hop off drinks, you know, betting on the horses. It's like, a, it's a nice track. They, they had some issues uh, keeping horses alive there too, yeah. which is. Oh, so, oh, is that so, the one they had to shut down for a while? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, our guest not last good, week not good. for, not, not good, for uh, Palm Springs, he was, he was telling us of, of um, 
you know, some some uh, escapades down to Tijuana. Is that like, I mean, do, <laughs> do people go down to Mexico, go down to Tijuana, or is that kind of just like another world down there? Is it totally so, distinct? I think a lot of the locals do. For us in the military, we sign a we sign a document. We're not allowed to go. If if we go and they find <laughs> out, like we get kicked out. I think there's literally been dudes who've gone down there, gotten in fights, and they're like thrown in jail, and like they're just never never heard from again. Like like guys in the military, it's like just what off the grid. That guy? Like yeah, no, uh, we don't really know. <laughs> huh. Um. All right. Qu- just totally random question for you. I was I was thinking, all right, because Randy's got his proprietary models for, uh, you know, who who it's a home game for, and would you consider this to be the home game for Ricky, or Palm Springs, or Riviera? Because they're because where he's from, Marietta is kind of right in the middle of all three. So who claims Ricky of these three events? And I would think it would question. be this one because it's farmers, right? I th- that, I, I think that would think tip the scale, in my opinion. It's it's got to, but it's still like you know underlies it. Like this is Tiger's, you know, the, like how yeah. many times has he won here? Yeah, and it's like he 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 kind of is like almost the quote unquote like host, if you will, because they played so many events here where he's won. Um, but I would, yeah, Ricky's probably he, he hasn't won here though, right? Listen, Brad. Who could who could possibly say I mean, he's only won five? He, yeah, he hadn't won much. Yeah. So I'm going to guess no, but yeah. uh, uh, I, I refuse to look it up. <laughs> you kind of bear a resemblance to his caddy Joe a little bit. Oh, I'm not sure if you've ever gotten I've heard that, good things but, about him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Joe's great. Chill. Yeah, super chill. Yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. So, uh, all right. So look, I want to talk about the San Diego the San Diego airport. Oh, and we need to talk about the zoo too. I yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah. So the airport, oh, no, Danny Wood had detonated the zoo. <laughs> yeah. Inexplicably. From Omaha. Yeah. You know, like what is that? You know, I, I can understand detonating SeaWorld, but the zoo itself is, you know, yeah, I mean, it SeaWorld, seems like it's, don't go to SeaWorld. So they, they don't have the, the orcas anymore, which, <laughs> you know, if you've seen that documentary, you yeah. completely understand why. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I actually haven't been to SeaWorld, but my wife took her kids there uh, last year and she said it was like incredibly expensive. There was hardly anything to do. Maybe if you're a little bit older, you could go on some of the rides. It's owned by like, Black. Maybe, it's owned by Randy's guys at Blackstone. The, really? Yeah. Oh, they own SeaWorld. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, uh, don't go to SeaWorld. But the zoo, the zoo is sick. If you're in the military too, you get a free pass. Um, so, but Danny, Danny Woodhead was right though. <laughs> San Diego is like sneaky hilly and you always feel like at the zoo, especially when your kids are whining. You're like, dude, I feel like I'm fucking walking uphill everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So, so the airport, it's like my favorite place it, by far. San Diego and Boston are like my two favorite places to fly in and out of. And San Diego airport's great. Yeah. It's all, if it's you're the, in the new side, if you're in the okay. new side. So I've, so yeah, I've, I've flown into both. Cause it's what, like Southwest is on like the old side. Right. And then you've got yeah. kind of all the other stuff on the new side, but largest uh, or busiest single runway airport in the world. Huh? Really? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, they're supposed to be renovating the old side and even the old side, like it's not that bad. It's just kind of like congested, but yeah, if you land on the new side, it's open, it's awesome. Obviously coming in, you've got the whole views of the city. You fly right over the Marine Corps boot camp, which mm-hmm. was right there. Um, <laughs> which has got to be wild for those guys seeing like everyone coming in and out and they're just in misery. Um, but yeah, the airport, I mean, it's sick and it's like, you know, built right into the city 
you know, pretty much anywhere. It's like a 10 minute drive and, and you don't feel like things get really like backed up. Yeah. Um, given how big the city is, which is, which is cool. Yeah. I remember the last couple of times we've flown over like right over Balboa park, um, getting in there. And then is that kind of like a, kind of an arboretum there? Balboa park. Yeah. Balboa yeah. parks is big. The whole area. People love the area. Shout out to, um, you know, one person we didn't, we failed to mention that we, uh, Efforted for this episode is Kate Sessions. I was reading; she's a horticulturalist and uh, glossed the mother of Balboa Park. There you have it. Yeah, interesting. interesting. So there you go, Brad. You can use that on your friends uh, over in San Diego. There we go, Kate Sessions. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, do 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 a lot of people live on boats? Like I feel like it's got to be like the nicest place, kind of like some sleepless in Seattle stuff, but in San Diego, like you know, do people live on their boats? So I don't think a ton do, but I do know a couple guys that do, and they love it. I personally would hate it. Uh, I'm not a houseboat guy, but I've seen guys who've like, dude, they they get their boat slip, um, they live on the houseboat, they save a bunch of money, and they like they love it. They, yeah, they just absolutely love it. Uh, what's what's the what's the atmosphere with the Chargers down there right now? Are people still <laughs> hanging on, or or is it mostly just like, yo, fuck those guys, <laughs> like out of sight, out of mind? Yeah. So the thing about San Diego, in my opinion, not being from here, it's kind of like a weird identifying sports town. It's not like, so for me from Michigan, I'm all Detroit, everything, everything Detroit. Whereas down here, it's kind of like you got the Padres, but when you go to a Padres game, a lot of times the out of team has more fans than the Padres. It's like I went to a game when they played the Giants. There's more Giants fans than Padres fans. Um, obviously, I never went to a Chargers game but I think a lot of the locals are really upset that the chargers left. But at the same time, I respect them for not wanting to like pay the taxes to build some brand new Wazoo stadium. Um, Randy was super it, disappointed in him. Cause he's, he's, he loves when they use public funds on, uh, uh, you know, he's from Cincinnati. They wrote a blank check to both the reds and the Bengals to build those stadiums. Just, yeah, they did. It's, it's horrible. It's horrible. The, uh, I know a lot of the locals, they're like, they're pretty pissed that, um, you know, the Chargers are gone. And I remember that you guys did that. Whoever your host was for the LA, it was kind of like, yeah, the Chargers aren't even on anyone's radar. Yeah. People were like, who are, the, who are these guys? It's kind of a bummer for the city. It's probably the one place, though, where having great NFL stadium probably would pay for itself because you could have, it's like the perfect Super Bowl city. The airport's right there. You got all that. Mm -hmm. You got so many great hotels with the convention center. Um, very walkable downtown. Like it, it seems like it, it should be the spot for Super Bowl and college national championship and all that stuff. But yeah. you know, yeah. So like, where like where is that stadium in relation to downtown? So they're actually tearing it down. I think they were just talking about it. Uh, there was an article about how they were bummed they couldn't have like farewell concert tours or like use the stadium for other stuff. Um, I'd have to look it up. I think it's a little bit north. Um, and, and from everyone I've talked to, they said the stadium sucked. It just wasn't good. Uh, like the location was kind of funky. I think it's up in like near Mission Valley, so a little okay. bit north of the airport. Um, so kind of just kind of like a bummer. Like it was just like all the stars aligning, and then with the ownership wanting to like kind of screw the city over, that it was like they left, which is a bummer for the locals because guys were like, "Yeah, we grew up rooting for the Chargers." Yada yada. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely feel for the locals on that part. 
what uh what's the grocery store scene like oh my gosh now probably, we've arrived at the important topic probably a pretty big ralph's town right so you got ralph's you got vons uh smart and final um smart obviously and like final. being a big city you got uh what's it the, the farm fresh you've got the um Trader Joe's for, for us, you know, my wife's a big Trader Joe's fan. So we'll go there for a lot of the frozen stuff and the tortilla chips. We love the tortilla chips there. Um, <laughs> otherwise we, we actually shop on the commissary on the base here to oh, get all of our uh, simple a, stuff. That's, that's, that's game changing. Code, yeah. yeah. That is game changing. <laughs> Cheapest beer um, on the planet. right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Vons. I'm not a fan of Vons. I, I just think it's like overpriced. They just don't usually have the selection they try and goat you into like their, their membership program. And it's like uh, super discounted, but you're really not getting like much for the membership. Sounds like Kroger Just in plus my, my opinion. Well, no, I was going to ask Brad, what about, tell me you were a Kroger guy back home in, uh, in Michigan. Dude. So Michigan is actually Meyer. Meyer was oh, of our, course. Uh, of course was our go-to. Okay. All right. What do you have any feelings about Kroger? Good or bad? You know, I didn't have any feelings, but I saw that, you know, you posted about the, the corporate stuff that was going on, not not good. Not good at all, man. <laughs> not good at all. There's stocks on a tear, though, baby. Um, <laughs> Are you a shareholder? I, I should disclose, I am long a little bit of Kroger. <laughs> I've been long for years and years. Okay, okay. Uh, all right, I want you to power rank power rank the beaches. Like, what are the the Ooh. the best beaches, the most overrated beaches, most underrated beaches in San Diego? So a lot of the guys that I talk to it's just that like um, some of the beach boys, their number one beach is wind and sea okay. in La Jolla. Um, but it also depends if you're into big surfing, you know, there's blacks beach wind and sea and blacks um, are kind of big for, you know, the surfing and the swells, but they're not always as good. Uh, blacks isn't as good for maybe families or like you want to just chill on the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coronado has got to be up there. Massive beach. There's a dog beach connected to it as well. So you can bring your dogs and just let them go nuts. The Del Mar beaches are pretty good. Uh, you can also bring your dogs on the Del Mar beach if they're leashed, which is cool. Um, I haven't ventured up North all the way to Carlsbad Oceanside beaches. Those might be a little bit more low key. Uh, if you're looking more for party beach and you, you're younger mission Valley, PV Pacific beach is probably where your, your best bet is that those can get a little rowdy though. They got some, uh, some beach bars there, but I would probably say based off of locals opinion, wind and sea. And then I, I would say Coronado. I mean, yeah. you got the hotel Dell right there, massive beach, tons of room to sprawl out. Um, that, that would probably be my bet. What about best taco in and around oh. San Diego? It's a big <laughs> so taco town, has, right? Big taco town. Yeah, Mexican food's huge here. I would say everyone has their differing opinion on Mexican food. Me personally, uh, that's I what like Brad. That's of, what we're after. We, we want you <laughs> okay. personally. Yeah, yeah. So my favorite Mexican restaurant is actually in Coronado. It's called Miguel's Cantina. Um, Miguel's. They're owned by uh, what's the Brigantine is like their sister company, which is more seafood. Okay. Um, they're actually part of El Azteca Hotel here in Coronado. Across the board, I think they have the best Mexican food. Most guys in the teams would, that would say I'd be remiss if they if I didn't mention Don Poncho's in Imperial Beach, which is this like shithole taco stand. <laughs> I'm personally not a fan of them, but uh, 
the, uh, guys love them. They're too much of a wet burrito for me. It's like it's swimming in soup. Mm, mm. Um, you- and then there's a really good burrito spot like right down the street from me at work in Pacific Beach. I need to look it up really quick. Um, they have a couple other locations, but they are fire. I I uh, I know Richard Blaze is a big San Diego guy. Do you, do you think he's overrated, underrated? I have very distinct opinions on Richard Blaze. So Dick Blaze, Richard Blaze. Yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. He's like a Top Chef guy. He does a bunch of you know foo foo molecular gastronomy <laughs> and all sorts of shit. Where like he's injecting like you know a certain type of smoke in, so it smells a certain way when you get the dish and all that stuff. I think he's kind of a fluffer, but that's just, <laughs> it's, it, it sounds like a little over the top for me. Yeah. Uh, somebody, so uh, another, uh, San Diego and, or really Carl's batty or Carl's, I don't know what you would I call think Carl's, Carl's batty. batter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he said little Italy is the spot. Um, Oh yeah. Little Italy is legit. Very good. Nothing. There's like nothing bad down there. He said CH projects is like a really good, uh, anything in their portfolio. Very good restaurant. Xander Shoffley has said his favorite spot is Kettner Exchange, downtown Kettner right Exchange. by the airport. He said the uh, never been there. Uh, and then um, really big beer town, right? Mm-hmm. Sneaky beer town as well. And then yeah, because what is Green Flash? I think that's one that I've always had. Yeah, and then Coronado Brewery is pretty good. There's another. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on another one. I think it's out of La Jolla. Oh, well, yeah, Stone. I think it actually is Stone. Stone Brewing Company. And Ballast Point was San Diego. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ballast Point's good, too. Yeah. Are you, uh, what, what's the what's the college allegiances around San Diego? Is it like San Diego State? Or is everybody Aztecs fans? Or Dons? Or Dons. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would say probably, yeah, probably SDSU. The Don, My wife went Don to SDSU San for her master's and she hated it. <laughs> I just remember um, when Harbaugh was at San Diego and he was just wrecking people and, uh, yeah. and in lower level division one yeah oh dude i got some i got some harbaugh stories if we had more time i'd love to come on for another one. Oh, um, do you want to give us one i mean we can make we can make a little we can get you back yeah, on yeah, or we can get you back on <laughs> but, uh so I, one of my um well, so he's at michigan right so i'm a big michigan fan which that's a whole nother topic <laughs> i can't i can't believe he's staying he, in my opinion he needs to go but uh he uh, so supposedly when he was up at Stanford, one of my buddy's childhood friends played for him and uh, he played two years. He was an all American. Then he went undrafted, got uh, picked up by the Panthers. And then he was actually out here in San Diego. But he said, when he played for Harbaugh, he was like, Hey man, uh, I'm going to declare for the draft. And Harbaugh was like, dude, we need you. Uh, he was like a hybrid linebacker D end. We need you next year. And he was like, no, man, I'm going to go to the draft. And supposedly Harbaugh was like, if you declare for the draft, I'm calling any, every any NFL uh, head coach and telling them you're a massive piece of shit. And he was like, okay, well, fuck you. I'm going to the draft. <laughs> wow. So he went to the draft and he didn't get drafted. Harbaugh called all these coaches wow. supposedly. Did he land anywhere eventually or? Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he worked his way in the Panthers when, when scam was there, okay. uh, he said the Panthers were awesome. And then he made his way, uh, he got traded to San Diego down here with the chargers and he had a good run with the chargers for a while. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if you want to disclose his name. That man was yeah. Keenan Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I love Keenan Allen's like my favorite receiver, man. I love Keenan. Keenan, Keenan seems like he's a dog. Um, I forget his nickname was the incredible Hulk cause he was a monster. I actually don't remember his name. I'd have to look him up. Okay. Uh, looking at, uh, one other beer selection, modern times I'm told modern times is fantastic. Never even heard of it. 
Very local. Hyper local. I haven't, I haven't heard of it either. Brad, I'm, I'm sure we haven't missed anything, but is there anything uh, at all on the top of your on the top of your mind that that we should get to quickly before we get you out of here? Yeah, the, the only uh, the only thing I would say, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it for any of the, the listeners out there who would want to donate to a good cause. There's an organization called the Seal Future Foundation. Uh, they work with active duty and uh, team guy veterans with transition professional coaching services and um, like a lot of mental health. That's like their big pusher now is mental health stuff. Very, very awesome organization. They're super small, local here in San Diego, started by a former team guy. They don't turn anyone away. They're awesome. They've helped me personally, so I would be remiss if I didn't give them a shout-out. Um, they're the SEAL Future Foundation, and their website, I think, is uh, sealff.org or .net. Yeah, uh, SEAL. Yeah, I just looked it up. Awesome shout-out. SEAL, S-E-A-L-F-F.org is uh yeah. is the website great company great company their president paul he's the man um they're, they're awesome so i would be remiss if i didn't give them a shout out awesome yeah absolutely and yeah i have a feeling we'll have you back on <laughs> um, some michigan themed stuff perhaps yeah all sorts of stuff we can do. <laughs> oh, when, so, when harbaugh yeah. does get fired we can we can have <laughs> you back on for for some more stories <laughs> Oh man, he, he better do, yeah he better do something. His results not good. Um, all right, well awesome, Brad. This was this was a big thrill. Uh, great to meet you just via Zoom right now. Um, can't wait until we uh, can get together in person and tee it up, have a couple beers. Congrats Absolutely. to to you and your wife on on the birth of uh, your new child. That's fantastic, and uh, thank like, you, thank you, have, you so much for taking time. You have the best training you ever could have gotten for. Having kids of like sleep deprivation. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I haven't I haven't slept in years. You know, it's just <laughs> the way it is now. Exactly. So, Brad, thanks, Gentlemen, dude. Thank you for the time. Absolute pleasure.